Welcome to an exceptionally mediocre conversations with Tom and Joe. See, here we go. I should pre I should let everyone know this is this is the week between Christmas and New Year's where everything is at an all-time low except I guess the mediocrity would be at an all-time high. And I'm Drew, and this is the only podcast where we can guarantee the only thing you'll hear is mediocrity. You know, if I were taking a sip right there, I would have spit it all out. Spit, you would have gotten me. Yep, wow. you would have gotten me. I'm real funny. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Thanks. That was good. Hey, hey. What's up? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. Thank you. So you had a good Christmas then? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. And yours was yours was mediocre. I wanted to keep it in line with the show. So yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. we're doing it. We're making uh, it happen. What was, the, what was the big thing that you got? My dad made me a... Uh, what how to call it like um i have a device on my wall where i can hang my like, my coffee mugs on mm. but it's it's designed for smaller coffee mugs and i have some pretty big ones and um a cup rack yeah kind of cup like a cup rack and so he made me a larger cup rack that i can wolf space wow. yeah he's like an amateur carpenter so yeah i've seen his shop yeah oh, that's very right. impressive yeah, so that's uh, that would be my. I should try I, to make presents more. Like well, I'm so like capable. I've really gone to like appreciating that. Yeah, from... not everyone does, I guess. Right? No, they don't. Some people just want stuff that they saw on Amazon or whatever, and that's whatever. That's fine. But like as I've gotten older, I've cared more about like let, or I should say, I care less about someone being able to get get something shipped to Amazon on time. Than like someone going to the effort of making me something or doing something for me that they think that I would find useful or like. Yeah. So it's all the effort, right? Like the whole time there's, there were like hours spent thinking about you mm -hmm. because he was like, this is for him. That's right. I'm doing this for my boy the whole time. Mm -hmm. I've in that same vein, I've grown, um, I don't know about disenfranchised, but less content with adding shit to a cart and clicking okay and then sending it on its way to mm -hmm. the person, right? Like I am not I'm not as content with the little effort that it takes. Like I'm wanting to spend more effort on gifts for people that I like. There was a point a couple of years ago probably during the pandemic because it just ruined so many things where I was like, this just feels fake artificial and like mm. cookie cutter yeah. and like assembly line. And we have a pretty small family, so there's not like a ton of kids to buy for. And like when kids, when kids get presents, like my nephew turned four this month yeah, and he opened up a Tonka truck and there was no 
other present that he wanted to open after that once he got the Tonka truck. Really? Tonka truck was open third gift. He had easily like eight or nine more to go. <laughs> yeah. And you might as well had to like have dragged him kicking and screaming across the floor to get him to open another gift, you know, and some of them were like, oh, they got you socks and they got you clothes that you can grow into. And he was like, fuck this, this is not a toy. I'm going back to Tonka truck. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't want to just pass around gift cards, you know, at Christmas. No. It just I, feels impersonal and like kind of shitty. Yeah. Crystal has always hated gift cards. So, yeah. Uh, and I get it. As somebody who um, really stresses over what to get people, gift cards sound awesome because it's like you could, it, this could be whatever you want. But it does take significantly less energy to get it. So my sister only ever asks for Amazon gift cards. That's the only present she will, she wants. No one even asks anymore what she wants. You're kind of absolved at that point then, huh? I suppose. I mean, but like I, I have a, like not everybody sells Amazon gift cards anymore. Yeah. So like, I, I know of a place that sells them. So I just, Anytime that I need to buy for her, I just pop over and I'm like, hey, what's up? My mom Sorry. used to give me one, an electronic one for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every year around my birthday, I just start looking for what I want to get with it. And then then one time it didn't come. And I was like, well, what, the, what is this shit? I had that money spent that didn't exist. Yeah, that was my that was my Christmas bonus. Really? No. That was from Christmas story or Christmas vacation. You remember in a Christmas vacation when he needs the he needs his advance. He gets a Christmas he gets bonus. a jelly of the month club. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's the same. That's the gift that keeps on giving all year. That's what he says in it, Uncle Eddie. I just watched it. It's a great movie. It's obvious. You're quoting hard from it. Shitter's full. Uh, my favorite line that never ceases to make me laugh, no matter how many times I see it. So he's like, "Ah, at the metal plate." But every time, every time my wife would use the microwave, I'd shit my pants and forget who I was for thirty minutes. <laughs> every time, even though oh, I know I even re- had to rewind it last time, and it still made me laugh so hard. <clears throat> it's so good. It's always nice when you can find something that's almost as funny the sixth time as it is yeah. the first time. Yeah, it's a real, sure. it's a real joy. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Star Wars. Yeah. So why we're here? Yeah. It's not mediocre conversations about our shit lives. <laughs> No, although this year Izzy's first Christmas, she um she really loved opening presents. Sure. It great. was great. She yeah. she was enamored with the uh wrapping paper, and so you just give her a little bit and she would just yank it really hard. I so desire to be entertained to that degree by such simple things again. I know. Just the joy of being like I- What's this? It makes a sound. Oh, 
you know, like, because your daughter is six yeah. months old, you know, yeah. so everything is brand new to her and, you know, it's everything is an experience and it must be nice. If they offered like a special sort of vacation where I guess it's kind of like, I don't know, mushrooms where you take a pill and you just forget everything mm-hmm. for like a week. And then it wears off and you, you remember how to like be yourself again or be a human. Would you do that? If so, drugs might be for you. Right. Yeah. Which immediately makes me think (laughs) probably not. It's probably not for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I could understand the appeal of it. Sure. Yeah. Everyone loves to forget. There's a lot of that. I mean, like, there's a reason why people drink so much, right? Like, it's social, but, like, I, so so often now, I think to myself, like, people aren't drinking while they're getting together with other people. They're getting together with other people so that they have an excuse to drink. Oh, sure. You know, and it's just kind of... Tread lightly. You're talking to somebody who has a Twitch show where we drink you do that one day a week it's true the practice for it though is yeah but knowing you the way i know you're not getting together with other people to do that no yeah you work remote my friend it's true so star wars yeah Talking Rebels. Oh, speaking of Rebels and Star Wars, Mm. Rebel Moon has debuted on Netflix. Yeah. um, Zack Snyder's failed attempt to write a Star Wars movie or not failed, but rejected. Rejected. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he pitched it to Disney in 2012 after they bought Lucasfilm. And he apparently was described as more adult Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching it, but I couldn't get it finished because Christmas. And we had to, quote unquote, spend time with the family. So um, <clears throat> I'm intending to watch it to see and like draw comparisons. Yeah. Because it's the Star Wars community is treating it like the redheaded stepchild who is kind of, you know, kind of part of the family. But we know that you weren't like right by us uh, i've heard i mean it's getting shit on left and right well it's on i mean there's you can't just just you know get rid of the internet you I know mean, no one well, has made a good movie since the inven- invention of the internet that's true um and i guess like people are people are kind of complaining he he didn't even take out any of the star wars-esque elements he just relabeled them so that he wouldn't get sued i believe is what people were complaining about Here's my thing. Yeah. Um, I was watching. I was watching the second Hobbit movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember how much. Smog. Yeah. Smog. And. Um, Smog. I remember people do not like them. No, they don't. Uh, for reasons that they are doesn't didn't need to be three movies or however many it was. 
sure. Which which I agree with it, that the book it didn't need to be that. Um, but like, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy that we have. If you take away that expectation of what you read of the source material or whatever, then what you're looking at is just uh, Tolkien movies. Well, I mean, which is awesome. So that's the thing that talking to you about Star Wars has really gotten me to pay more attention to is that no one appreciates anything anymore. Yeah. Right. No which is a bummer. There, it is. It's a real, it's real sad. It's actually very sad because like, and I know that there are people out there that's like, I'm just going to troll because that's what yeah. generates clicks and whatever. And yeah. like, I make money off of that yeah, or I get attention from that or whatever. But we have friends in common that are like, these, these movies aren't the books. Yeah. There's name me, name me a single film that has been derived from a book that quote unquote is the book. Yeah. That's just never been a standard. And you're right. Now we have, I mean, like take any comic book movie. It's not the comic. It's, it is a slightly similar story to something that you already had in a different medium. And you can't just appreciate that for the fact that that's what it is. Like the MCU, like in their phase five or whatever, like the stuff that came after. What is it? Endgame. Uh, Endgame has, has been like four super ridiculed right yeah yeah and i'm like why like i know it's been 10 years or whatever and like these aren't maybe these are not thor and iron man or whomever it is that you grew up liking but like you can go to those movies and eat popcorn and be entertained iron man one was like 2008 15 years ago yeah so we've had yeah yeah i mean just like to a degree like the the marvel stuff it's tough to make look they made 20 movies 21 movies i think that are pretty great like there's bad ones there's a worse one of all of them i like all of them in phases one and two and three up to end game i like them all um but it's pretty impressive to make 20 some fucking movies and have everybody clamoring to the movie theater for all 20 of them. But then there's a tipping point for everything. And with Marvel, it's like 24 movies. Right? <laughs> and like, they're going to have a resurgence. They have some coming up next year that look like they're going to be pretty good in the year after. Um, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, now that is a lot to put out in the universe. 20 some fucking comic book movies and i can see getting tired of it because especially if that's what's making money that's what everyone's going to make and then everybody's just going to get tired of it you know um but i don't know they still make some money it's like oh this this one bombed at only a couple hundred million (laughs) right but like if if the hobbit didn't exist or if it was just like J.R.R. tolkien inspired uh trilogy or whatever then you know people people would i think like it more and that's a dumb reason 
was like, I'm just like super pumped. I read the book. It is the longest 230 page book you'll ever read because that's how Tolkien likes to write. He did not want it to make it smooth for <laughs> no. the reader. He he wanted his thoughts on paper. I saw I saw I saw uh, Fellowship of the Ring mm. when it came out. I saw it twice in theaters, which I was like twelve. I don't know thirty. Let's three hours or two and a half hours or whatever is a long time for a young chap to sit in this sit in the movie theater twice. But I was yeah, like, for those of you that didn't know, Tom refers to himself as a young chap. <laughs> every time that he goes back to adolescence yeah so if i ever say that then you know i'm talking about um you know 1990s um but i went out and got the second book i was like fuck yeah let me get these uh two towers let's start getting this and then they made it to the ant moot and the trees talked slowly Mm-hmm. even though J- Tolkien writes everything slowly. Right. So they went at a glacial pace and I, I, I fell off. Couldn't, couldn't stay awake long enough to make it past whatever chapter that was. Okay. But, but like, it's just interesting that I, I'm just happy that, that these movies exist because I'm, I'm like, yeah, give me more of this type of movie. Give me more of these characters. Why, why are people so upset that there's, more that they've taken the ideas from this book and stretched it out into three very well-made movies as, as far as visually as as far as you know uh, the actors are great in yeah. them it's all great i just don't i just can't imagine being like this is trash everybody this is trash and it's sort of the same thing with star wars to a degree right because it's such a personal thing to a lot of people that they feel owed uh, to f- like they should feel a certain way when when watching it or certain things should should happen exactly how they want them to happen in the movie so yes i i agree that that's what they want the reason it's ridiculous is cuz that's just never happens. When I don't know how. I don't happen? know how. When does it, it ever happen? Right. right. How? How could it? Right. Like when you watch, we've talked about this before. Like when you watch Star Wars for the first time, you feel a certain way. Yeah. Right. Like it elicits a certain response from you, and like a lot of people chase that feeling. Yeah. That makes sense. People chase certain kind of feelings, and will do tons of different stuff. Yeah. In order to get that same feeling back. However, like I think the thing that appreciation does for you is it's like oh, I can get a new similar feeling to this other thing, even if it's not exactly what I felt the very first time. And then, you know, like I've referred to people who like troll Star Wars for it not doing that or accomplishing that or doing something different or Ray Skywalker or whatever. Yeah. You're not real fans of Star right. Wars. You're fans of the feeling that you got at a certain point when you were watching Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and if you don't like the sequel trilogy and then the prequel trilogy and the stuff that, the, you know, if you don't like Kathleen Kennedy's projects, which is, let me just let everybody know, is everything. <laughs> then, yeah. you know, like, what are you a fan of? You're a fan of the original trilogy. So I was talking to a guy online. That was my first mistake. Yeah. And he said, 
I used to love Star Wars and then Disney bought it and now nothing on the old canon is true. And I said, you can still read those books, play those games, watch those movies, open up those comics. All yeah, of- it's weird. It's sort of like this fantasy land that somebody built is no longer true. And that makes me mad. This fantasy land that doesn't exist is no longer true. And I'm upset about it is a ridiculous thing to feel right. It's just, it's crazy because it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and I think about it, like I watched the first couple episodes of Andor and it moved a little slow for my tastes. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I don't know about this Eh, or whatever. You keep watching. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. You know? And so like I re I started rewatching Kenobi. That's a good you one. Know? And people are, people are like, I didn't like who Obi-Wan Kenobi was. And I was like, did you think that the Jedi order got decimated and he lived on Tatooine in a fucking cave by himself and was like upbeat about that shit. <laughs> right. Like, what is it? What is it that you think like that he's, he and the Jawas are having like a rave yeah. On the sand crawler? Like what's going what what is the expect? I don't understand where you're coming from here. The the only things that I would not like are motivation characters doing things that I don't understand their motivation for, or it's not mm-hmm. apparent, or it goes sort of against what they would have initially, you know, what I would have thought that they would have done. Yeah. Um, or writing that sort of negates things that also already exist. Um in a way that like I shouldn't have to do too many mental gym- gymnastics to figure out how they got to where they got. And even then, like, you know, the, the only one, the, the couple that really stick out are just the dagger that fits the, the, the <laughs> yeah. crashed ship over centuries, millennia, no, de- decades. Okay. So that was just, the de- that was just the second decades. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, that one just seems weird to me only because I'm just like water erosion is a thing. And that's on, that's in, in water. Right. And, uh, so that for it to match up exactly right, that's a bit much. And C3PO having the programming, the old, I love that weird old Sith language exists. Mm -hmm. It's just weird that it's in C3PO. I think. Sure. Cause when, when was he updated? Yeah. You know, even so, then, even that's loose. The only, the really, the dagger is kind of the only thing because I'm just like, friction exists here, right? <laughs> I mean, even when she was on the Death Star, it was like there was like beams are dropping and like stuff's moving around. Like it, yeah, yeah I agree. Like sometimes I feel like somebody's like the director's like whatever. Like okay, we're gonna storyboard this. He puts the idea up, and everybody else is like. If I say I don't like it, I can be fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like they're like, okay, so we're going to explain this whole thing in great detail. And then they sort of forget that. And they're like, we had to cut something for time. And so this scene, we just didn't like the pacing of it. And now it's like kind of wrecks the film in a way. That's the only thing, you know, but. But everything else just, I don't know, like. It's hard to, it's hard for some people to, um, first of all, be okay with things not being exactly how they want them, but 
but also just appreciating that uh, when you cross over mediums, you're allowed certain artistic freedom to sort of make choices and decisions, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah. You know? So here's, here's a good, I think to back up that point, here's, I, here's my, what I thought when you said, yeah, Jesus Christ. So you're right. I recently started reading Dune. Oh, okay. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I watched the Timothy Chalamet Mm -hmm. Dune version this year. First of all, huge crush on Timothy Chalamet. That dude is just. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, and I'm and they, I saw the trailer for Dune 2, Dune 2 that's coming out in March, and that looks just awesome. Like, yeah. I'm actually going to go to the theater to watch. You gotta, it. you gotta. Yeah. So, like, um, so I was like, I'm going to read the book, right? I'll just read the book yeah. between now and March. So I start writing, so I start reading it last, literally last night. Wow. And I, I read 10 or 15 pages. And the whole thing starts in a completely different place than the movie does. Yeah. So already I'm like, okay, different experience. I hate this book. <laughs> this yeah. book isn't is anything. It... This wasn't exactly like the movie. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> no, I was, I don't hate it, but like, no, but, but you're just sort of like, why'd they do this? Right. You know? And so yeah. like, it's not the same experience. Right. But what it is, is it's a very similar experience told in a slightly different perspective. And like, there is value in that as well. And so like, I'm reading it. And as I'm reading just like five or 10 pages in, I'm like, this version of the character that Timothy Chalamet played already feels different than the character that I witnessed on screen. Interesting, you know? Yeah, I can't imagine read you know reading the book, watching the movie, watching the movie, reading the book, whatever order you do it in, and then being like, "This is not exactly the experience I already had." Mm-hmm. Therefore, the value is diminished. Yeah, just slightly tangent. Yeah, as we're want to do. Correct. The big thing that seems to be going around from Star Wars trolls on the internet right now is like surviving being stabbed by a lightsaber okay so reva gets stabbed by vader like literally straight up through the chest right yeah and of course sabine gets stabbed by shin in uh ahsoka right off the bat there's no bleeding there is no bleeding so everyone's like i guess it doesn't matter if you get stabbed by a, a lightsaber anymore so i went on the internet as i want to do and I found a couple of pictures that I think accurately describe why this exists. Yeah. And it's Luke getting his hand cut off by Vader in literally the second movie. Yeah. And then Darth Maul cut in half, falling down an endless pit. And everyone's cool with Luke not having been killed and Darth Maul coming back. Yeah. So, like, these two, these two characters had to die because the sanctity of being touched by a lightsaber had to be maintained. I mean, Kylo almost had his face cut in half in like seven. I mean, come on guys. We've got more examples of people living through lightsaber attacks than we do getting killed by them. 
I mean, the internet is famous for um, my feelings matter and are correct, right? <laughs> they are fact, right? Both few feelings are correct. So. <laughs> right? And it gives you the freedom to not really have to think about any of that shit, right? There's definitely not a lot of thinking going on. No. Um, I mean, I guess it's sort of, it can feel bad when it feels like too many people have plot armor right where it's just sort of like i don't i mean it's not game of thrones first of all mm, right? right yes no and, one was safe yeah nobody the red wedding will <laughs> uh i really liked the the those two characters too and i was just like can't wait for eight seasons of the, what's happening they're not gonna die oh they're both okay right no, that's it's just that blade pierced that skin <laughs> it's it's funny when that stuff happened and in that show i would just be like man how are they gonna get out of this i mean they're gonna how are they gonna survive you some some magic is gonna occur right and it's just like no they're just dead so i do think that um shows and experiences like game of thrones harry potter Mm-hmm. where there's actual loss yeah really does up the stakes yeah when it comes to like hey this really elicited a feeling from me oh man was serious dad i mean like it's rough oh yeah so the thing i always tell myself about star wars is it's really not that it's really yeah. not that kind of story because it's, it's mostly made for kids. Andor, I could see, got close, right? Well, it's going to take a long time, but we would eventually get to a probably the best example that we have of what we are talking about, like a Harry Potter mm-hmm. Game of Thrones moment will occur in Rebels. Oh, okay. I mean, um, I guess we lost uh, Tech. That was... As far as we know, Tech... tech sacrificed himself for everybody else so too often in star wars i think that they are like we want that moment yeah but then we want the like oh thank god he's okay moment as well yeah or i don't want tech back no no but thinking back on that scene like i remember being like holy shit but it at least for me and maybe it's the medium that was used for uh bad batch um Mm -hmm. It didn't like hit as hard. I don't think maybe it's just because it's a cartoon. It didn't feel as, as I don't know, real as it did in like, you know, Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Hmm. Um, also, I mean, you spend a lot of time uh, reading those books and hmm. uh, uh, watching the hours of the movies. Right. So you kind of form these relationships with, and I mean, you're really feeling bad for at least in the Harry Potter. You're, you're feeling really bad for Harry in that, in that, like, that's the main thing. Right. Right. And yeah. with bad batch, like you don't, I don't know, like maybe if I watched it again, but like, you don't, you don't really create these bonds with the characters as strongly as, as other movies at least for me. Okay. For better or worse. I like, I think that there's a place in star Wars for 
that kind of loss. And so I think so too. And that's like, Andor gives me a vibe of that. Yeah. And like master Winkle sent us in a question um, about our most recent episode and which was basically like, would you prefer more fill in the blank stories for the current timeline? Or would you like to see star Wars move to a new era basically and tell new stories you know and i think about i think about that and i was like well if you move to a new era maybe you could do a little bit more of this you do have to start over right like with the characters to a degree yeah you're building like with with what they're doing now it's kind of easier right to sort of play with our emotions because you, you can elicit like oh this person's, you know, this person's life was altered on, on order 66 day, <laughs> you know, uh, there, there are moments. I mean, I can't believe no one has, has done anything about, um, the first planet that was blown up for fun as a demonstration. Like, has there been anyone? I can't remember the name of the planet. So in rogue one, it was Jakku. No, not Jakku. It was Jeddah. Jetta, and then that's right which we didn't hear anything about until rogue one right correct see that's kind of weird i mean you can't go back and you can't go back to the fourth movie right and be, and be like Jetta. that also that one but the, then there was the one in the third fourth one that was blown up the fourth the fourth movie was for star Phantom wars Menace. Hmm? oh uh, no of the trilogy, a new hope, a new hope. You're yeah, talking yeah. about episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, episode. So four. that was Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. Like we haven't really heard anything about like my family wasn't Alderaan, right? And because it got blown up, yeah. and we didn't know what it was when it got blown up because there was no there was no history. Right. We were learning all this stuff for the first time, so it's all backfilled. Like that's the planet that Leia comes from. Yeah. You know that was her home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like there has to be like, yeah, my, my family was vacationing on Alderaan and they never came back. Right. What happened? You know, that type of thing. Um, so there's, there are, there are quite a few devastating things that they could write around in the time that we know, but if you make something brand new, first of all, it's a whole new villain it's a whole new enemy but then you have to like create these relationships from scratch we have relationships with um obi-wan uh we rogue one gave us a relationship with andor mm-hmm. cassian uh so right now there's just a lot a, a lot that they can go off of with minimal effort right if they make a new one which i would love for them to make new a new one, but there's, it's still going to harken back, right? These are giant events like order 66. I don't think cannot not be talked about unless it so, goes well before it could go well before order 66 too. Right. So we are getting in the near future, assuming they don't change their plans. Yeah. We are getting a movie set in that's going to have something to do with Ray when yeah, 10 years in the future, 15 years in the future. 
from the sequel trilogy, which is already, you know, yeah. future adjacent. And then we are also going to get a movie about the the how the Jedi Order got started. You know, and Order 66 will not have happened, you know. At that you know, point. it's interesting. Um, these, I feel, at least, and maybe it's just because of, you know, the Star Wars generation that I grew up in, this this um without having watched it or read anything about it this um how the or how the jedi thing got started i'm always going to think of it in context to where it ended up right you know the thing about it that i am super looking forward to is and i think i'm going to tie this back into like something that you just recently said is that we had in the old canon and the current canon we have multiple iterations of the Jedi Order. So we have the one that most people know about at the height of the Republic that gets or that gets 66, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we had <clears throat> Luke's early Jedi Order, which we see snippets of, uh, like in the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian briefly, I think. Yeah. And then we know that Ray is gonna do something. Yeah. What is it? And so now we've been told, okay, here's a version, a prequel version of the Jedi Order. Well, so we have the thing that we know a ton about. And now we have three iterations that we know virtually nothing about. Yeah. And like you could do, I think, quite a lot with those versions, except that, to your point, I think they're afraid mm-hmm. to tell a new story. Because what happens if you make something, you know, if you put, you know, $100 million, $200 million, $200 million into making these stories and you make $90 million back at the box office. Yeah. Then everyone's going to troll you online and Rotten Tomatoes you into the ground. You know, and that's going to be like, this is an unbelievable failure. And it's like in like 90, you know, who knows, 90, 95% of the people who went to the movie like it. Yeah. It's just Star Wars is a safety blanket for the writers too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Right. So it's like, Oh, let's just flesh out solo. That's an easy one to ride around. Let's, you know, you know, like, um, I would to master Winkle's question again, like, I think there's space. There's so much space in Star Wars to do intended. Yeah. All of this. Yeah, for sure. Like, I would love, like, I actually, the the Han Solo movie, and, like, if if you know me, and, like, I have talked to other people about this, I don't like that character. I've heard. But when they did Solo, I like him more now sure. than I did before it. And when, when, when Harrison Ford came back and helped out in the, pre, in the sequel trilogy, I like Han Solo more now for that as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing something like, you know, Lando is supposed to have a show or a movie with Donald Glover, which I think would be awesome. Yeah. You gave eight episodes of Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I mean, it just seems great. It's low hanging fruit, right? To to build off of an already existing universe. Yeah. It's, it's pretty low hanging fruit, but, but like, gimme. Yeah. Give (laughs) it to me. (laughs) 
you know, and so you have that. And then in the sequel trilogy, you got at the very end of the of the ninth film, you have Lando and that ex first order stormtrooper wanting to go off and figure out where her origins were. You can yeah. tell that story. Yeah. You know, and like these stories don't have to be in a vacuum unto themselves. You can tie other bits of things into it. Like it's so spread out. It's so large that like, I think that what you said makes a lot of sense. Like the writers have a lot of safety nets that they can build into each other. And if you want someone to like it or whatever, have the man have Boba Fett stop by. Right. You know, we didn't have Boba Fett in the Star Wars universe, really, as like a character that spoke. Yeah. Until what, three years ago? I mean, and it was one of the most popular characters in Star Wars since he showed up. And I can't believe that we don't already have like Boba Fett season two announced. Yeah. I just, I just have a hard time understanding why we don't have that you know if you've got if you've got a show and the actors are like yeah i'll do it just do it right right just do it <laughs> just to fucking do it just give me it give are me they it. tired of printing money over at disney i didn't think they were you know i i get the that company is more than marvel and star wars and that kind of stuff but i don't i don't understand how you could make more star wars and it'd be bad right i just don't (laughs) it's kind of you know it's kind of like i mean like i was thinking about like the projects that i you know have come out from star wars recently in like the last three four years yeah and i'm just like yeah maybe i won't watch Andor five or six times but yeah. like i enjoyed it when i watched it and i'll probably watch it again at some point so you know and like i didn't necessarily go to the theaters and walk out of the theater in love with the sequel trilogy but i really like them mm-hmm. upon a second third or fourth viewing they all kind of grow on you right that's just it yeah like, the prequels come out, people hated the prequels. 15 years down the line, everyone loves the prequels. Yeah. The sequel trilogy comes out, everyone hates the sequels. 10 or 15 years down the line, everyone's going to love the sequels. That's just it, how it is. Yeah. So can we just cut out the 15 years and just be like, hey, six months out, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just appreciate it. You could have nothing. We went for decades without anything. And now you could have you could have that again. Do you want that? I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh. I, I mean, people. It's 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 so popular to hate things that people like or that people are supposed to like or that are supposed to be po- that are supposed to be popular, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. You know, and like. You- I don't necessarily like every single thing that's that's made all the time, but I do like this, you know, and this is one of the longest running 
most universally popular settings or franchises that the world's ever seen. So, yeah. I don't know why we can't pick this one and be like, oh, it's really cool. But let's talk <laughs> Rebels. Let's talk Rebels. Yeah. Got a few minutes left. Uh, this one was interesting. First real uh, introduction to those one people. Those one people? With the spinny lightsabers. I'm back to Oh, the Inquisitors. Words. Inquisitors. Right. There we go. Yeah, so the the basic premise of this episode is that Kanan starts training Ezra how to be a Jedi. And he's yeah. trying to impart the lessons that were imparted to him, right? He's never done this before. He's not doing... Ezra's not showing a bunch of progress. So Kanan feels like he's doing a really poor job. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> uh Kanan um or or Ezra rather is also really bummed out that he is not perfect at it right away he's 15 yeah <laughs> yeah uh which you know at first because I've I've um I've seen more Star Wars movies than Ezra has I think <laughs> um i'm able to kind of understand what he's trying to do a lot better than than uh kanan is but like try to explain philosophy to a teenager it's just it's so not only try to explain it explain it in a way where they have to apply it yeah immediately it's a t- it's a tall order so Kanan is obviously not being very successful at getting Ezra to do that for the reasons that we just explained. Yeah. And is therefore doubting his ability as a teacher. He wants what's best for Ezra. So there's this rumor that a Jedi master named Luminara Unduli has survived Order 66, but the Empire has captured her. Yeah. So Kanan feels, hey, if we rescue her, she would make an excellent teacher for Ezra because she's done it before. So now Ezra feels unwanted. It's it's an interesting thing. Like both of them are not being very self-aware, which mm-hmm. is sort of a Jedi strong suit. Although he's, you know, I guess he was out of the order um after it's at a very young age. Um yeah. before he could complete his training, obviously. Right. So the whole time, it's interesting, you know, when you're having an argument or or something and you're just like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to fix this for you because I'm the problem. And now I don't have to be the problem anymore when you're sort of missing the whole point of the argument or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's just sort of like, uh, he's just like. He's not really considering what he's what he's saying to this young impressionable person. He's just sort of like, "Oh, okay. Don't worry. I'm we're going to get you set up with someone good." Okay? Right. And and because I think I'm the problem and it's more important for me to just fix that problem. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Uh and the whole time he's like excited. He's like, "Oh, man. We're going to go rescue we're gonna- we're going to go rescue this uh, one Jedi. It's very dangerous. In yeah. fact, the, the plan is very stupid. 
Yeah, fabric. Uh, but uh, we're going to do all of this to a save that person, but also to get you a good teacher. Like that's right. which means that he would have to leave this group. You know, and so yeah. already we see Ezra has bought into the idea that like this is the these are like his people like this is his he wants to be with these people like he and Zeb have bonded. Yeah, He's Kanan's apprentice. Hera has fulfilled a very kind of my ship. I'm the mom vibe. He's yeah. attracted to Sabine. Yeah, it's and, and like uh, Kanan. It was just like, hey, man, we take care of each other. Come with us and I'll teach this to you and all that stuff. And then he tried and he's like, ah, let's get you set up with someone good. Well, you know, and he's not really taking into account like the weight of his words or what he's saying. He's just he's more just like, I'm going to fix the problem, which is, you know, a very common thing to do. Uh, And the whole time, Ezra's like, you mean you don't want to you don't want to work with me anymore? Like you don't you're just going to push me off on somebody else. You, you don't want me around anymore, right. which is they're, very they're both very focused on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so one of the things that I think that I consider to be a pillar of being a Jedi Knight is that you're selfless, which also means I think that you don't focus so much on yourself. You're focused on others. And yeah. so it's going it's going to behoove Kanan to to give that up and focus on what's best for Ezra. It seems like he's doing that. I'm sure he's convinced himself that he's doing that right now, but what he's trying to do is to alleviate himself of failure. Yeah. So we have seen repeatedly over the 40 year 45 years of Star Wars. Yeah. That and uh, like with one, the sequel trilogy can once again teach us something in episode nine luke is going to i think or maybe it was eight luke is going to burn down that tree with all the sacred jedi text in it and yoda shows up right yeah and so luke is like i'm gonna i'm gonna end it we're gonna do this can't do it yoda does it for him right and so luke is like i was a terrible teacher i failed and he was and and Yoda goes at him hard. And Yoda is like, Have you not heard what I taught you so long ago? Yeah, pass on what you've learned, wisdom, you know, selflessness, these kinds of things, but failure, you know, being incorrect, how to learn from it, failure the most of all. Like that's the greatest teacher. And so Kanan, I think Kanan is really struggling with that right now because this is all new to him as well yeah so anyways avoiding failure that's great avoiding failure yeah first of all no one wants to fail like we don't have no we do not have a strong appreciation of learning from failure we only really care about success yeah it's it takes a lot of effort to welcome failure right so we're not set up to be patient enough i think to deal with failure well we also don't really live in a society that rewards failure that's that is the point that is the point yeah 
you're yeah, yeah. you're completely correct. So so it's no one Which wants it, to do it. No one wants to learn go to the effort to learn from it and no one wants to have to deal with it right off the bat. Yeah. The idea that everyone can be successful immediately and always is mm -hmm. complete nonsense. Pause yeah. while he collects his thoughts. Yeah. No, no, the, that's that's true. Um, there are definitely times I I have a lot of hobbies, mm. and there are definitely times when it's like, okay, I am excited to learn from what I fuck up with this particular thing because I know that that's how experience is gained. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, a lot, sometimes it's definitely fun and it's, it's definitely more, um, uh, it's less nerve wracking. There's less pressure when you're, when you're okay with failure for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of, it's, it's freeing. It allows you to sort of experiment, even if you're in a space that you're not even familiar with, you're just sort of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just find, let's just see what happens, you know? Um, but that takes a lot of work and preparation to get there because a lot of times it's just like, guys, I don't think you understand. I've spent many hours watching how to do this on YouTube. So I'm right. pretty positive. This is just going to be a home run. I got all the steps. Yeah. <laughs> so Kanan and the team go in to rescue the Jedi master. We find out she is in fact dead. And this is a trap. What a creepy ass scene. So it is creepy. Like basically they, they walk into her cell and they see her sitting on the bench. Yep. And then she stands up and walks over to the wall and like fades into her corpse. Yep. Which is and like, it's cryogenic there. Yeah. And it's like, whoops, this is wrong. She's very clearly dead. Yeah. It has been has been dead for a while. You know, and it's like kids won't really get that. No. But you and I did. And, and it's, it's like creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so how is that how is that achieved? That's a great question. Thank you. So did did as, what's as, his name like as a friend of mine has often put it anything can be achieved through the force <laughs> all things are possible yep right so, so my, drop that down my impression of that is that there is an impression of somebody on you know yeah them you know her corpse basically yeah and that like that can be projected or let's say forged maybe forged is a better word okay and that forgery could be projected as a trick now remember Kanan and ezra have no idea what she actually feels like in the force that's a good point like what her fingerprint would be like in the force yeah so with kind of a careful planning and like a little bit of bitchiness the inquisitors could probably put together a decent enough trap and like it certainly helps when it comes to tricking somebody if it's something they already want to believe oh yeah that's true too so it's like you know here's this jedi master we could use her for any number of reasons this is they're both clearly this. well uh kanan is clearly blind to anything yeah. that is not 
getting rescuing this Jedi, right? Right. Yeah, he is he is literally going all out in order to alleviate himself of this potential failure. Yeah. So the the Grand Inquisitor, who you and I have seen in Kenobi, yeah. get off the ship, walk into the bar, he gets yeah. his guts cut out, uh, and then we see him show up at the end of the at the of the show. This is his original entry into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So we see the double-bladed lightsaber. We see it spinning around. And so impractical. Guy, yeah, it is. I don't like them. And they're going to get worse. But, like, uh, he beats up Kanan. Like, he's yeah. very clearly, like, you're not beats on my Beats the piss level. out of him. Yeah. And, but Kanan and Ezra together team up. Teamwork and friendship overcome. Oh, yeah. And uh, they are With able this to this cool escape. little slingshot. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> him and... Uh... What's her name from uh, uh, Bad Batch? You got to give the kids a little weapon, toy weapon. Oh, yeah. The uh, shield bow and arrow or whatever <laughs> she's got. Yeah. Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Kick. Ricka. That's her. That's Spot her. Spot on. Doing her Australian accent. <laughs> so our heroes managed to escape and we've met kind of our. Our villain. Yeah, Uh, formally. Yes. Formally, yeah. So this guy's going to be a real fucking problem uh, for a while. Just (laughs) once, just once, I want want the good guy to double back and just murder the bad guy. So that would be a real practical way of living in this universe. But it's, it's not the way that they tell their stories unfortunately yeah which you know i get but still yeah oh how about so uh uh sindula mm-hmm. hera hmm? yeah got it she's she's in the ship she's in the getaway vehicle perched on the side of the of the station whatever the hangar whatever on the side of a mountain yep then some flying beast comes by wanting to fuck. And then some more beasts come on by wanting to fuck. Right. So what a weird the, inclusion. So I know why they included it. Cause you needed, you needed those things for the escape. So you had to have some reason why they would be attract, like show up. Yeah. But like these giant flying like manta rays, basically, they look like giant flying manta rays. Yeah. Show up because the frequency that she's put the ship on is kind of like, hey, if you guys are looking for a good time, come on over to this homing beacon. Just broadcasting. Anybody (laughs) come one, come all. (laughs) Um, And so Hera has to kind of like bend off the boys with a stick so to speak yeah but like we use that and this is the quintessential like us against overwhelming odds is that the empire always has these giant machines yeah and then the rebels always have this kind of like natural counter to those things so like and we're going to see that a lot in rebels like we're going to use the flying manta rays to help affect our escape 
from the Empire. Yeah. Or the Lolf cats, or which we haven't seen yet. Right. Or whatever else it is. You know, there's we always like one an animal. Right. We saw one in uh Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Which has its own special now on Disney Plus. I saw that I will not be watching. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah, they're very much the good guys are very much nature and the bad guys are very much the industrial machine. Right. They aren't subtle with it. No. Really. Subtle subtlety I mean, is not a was it on crate? They're in a cave and all with all of those little cute little crystal animals. Yeah. Crystal wolves. Yeah. Crystal foxes. Foxes, bunnies. They help them show the way out, right? Yeah. That's just how it is. That's that's how Star Wars is. So, and it's fun. But it was a good episode. Um it's interesting breaking it down like this. It sort of helps me see the gravity of because I'm just it's easy after watching 30 years of television to just see the tropes instead of like yeah. the meaning or impact behind them, you know. Right. That's sweet, you know. So so it's good to it's good to uh uh ground it for me. Yeah, I'm doing what I can. Yeah. So but we did it. Yeah. Successfully. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh so, we'll be back next year. Yeah. 2024. It's a it's gonna be a good one. Just we'll do a little quick preview. We're gonna get we're gonna get the acolyte and we're gonna get skeleton crew uh for sure uh in 2024 and hopefully season three of the bad batch and there's been some other projects that got pushed back so i am absolutely yeah amped for the acolyte i think that's gonna be it's in a it's in a setting that we've never talked about before the high republic it's bad guy focused and i according to the people in it uh, has lightsaber choreography on par with the prequel trilogy, which is by far the best star- the lightsaber choreography. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Looking forward to it as well. Mm-hmm. But until then, we have whatever uh-huh. show it is. Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving an impression, I'm glad. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You can email us if you want. Mediocre conversations at gmail.com. And may the force be with you. <laughs>